0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to season two of the Noted Podcast. We're so excited to get started with this offseason. And boy, has it already been a crazy offseason, specifically for the fans of Utah Jazz basketball and Minnesota Timberwolves basketball. Uh, First and foremost, uh, on behalf of everybody here, Rudy Gobert, uh, you probably will never listen to this, but man, we appreciate you. We love you. We love everything that you've done for Utah. Uh, obviously, all three of us are jazz fans, and we like to stay you know, as unbiased as possible uh, when we're talking opinions about the NBA, but gosh dang it, we love you, Rudy. We thank you so much for everything you've done. Um, and I'm, I'm just so sad uh, at the departure of Rudy Gobert, although... Obviously it makes a lot of sense and boy howdy did we get a lot of value out of Rudy. Um, And I'm glad that Minnesota knows his value uh, and was able to put out. Kind of just want to give you guys the floor as well to say (coughs) your piece.
1: Yeah. uh, I'm very sad. Um, I think Rudy was a he's a team guy. He's No doubt, best defensive player in the league. Um, his even like despite not ever getting very far in the playoffs, he still bolsters a very, very uh, high caliber. Um, as far as accolades go, three time, three time, uh, NBA All Star, three time Defensive Player of the Year, four time All NBA, six, six time, uh, All Defense in the NBA. Like, he's a he's an all timer. And I'm uh, very, very sad at it. I, I can see why he wanted to leave, and we'll probably talk about that more later. But it's, uh,
2: yeah, we'll miss yeah. Rudy. Yeah, th- it felt kind of like the n- a natural end, even though there is, there's still a lot of years left on his contract. Like he's been here for so long, and you know, it was one of the best things I've ever witnessed as a Jazz fan. Is just like he was such a raw prospect and he spent so long in the in the G League and just him like working so hard to get a spot in on the, on the team and then becoming an all-star and then like a def- def- defensive like powerhouse and he's just not only that he's like he's just one of the sweetest guys in the league. He's very charitable, cares a lot about other people. He's really like out even outside of his basketball talent he's like one in a million
0: absolutely just pure wholesome um yep. and thanks to him we started taking COVID seriously so i mean there's another <laughs> there's another big blessing um i think it's really funny how so many people around the league now are talking about how valuable rudy gobert is now that he's out of the jazz <laughs> um yeah let let's talk let's talk minnesota cuz this is a huge pickup we know that timberwolves have had an enormous lack of rim protection because Carl anthony towns couldn't guard a chair so we know what he's capable of you know as far as like offensive prowess he you know self proclaimed best big man shooter of all time i don't know dirk still kind of exists so we'll see about that <laughs> um but how big is this of an acquisition for Minnesota and uh, are are they going to be missing a lot of these players like Patrick Beverly who you know had such a strong voice in the locker room
2: i think it's massive um i know they they've been kind of i don't know i'll get they got clowned on a lot for people saying they gave up too much and i think their risk is worth it like it, you look at their draft picks in the last decade and it's like really the only ones that have Hit I mean I guess outside of Jane McDaniels <clears> and like Ant and Carl Anthony Towns, and they were both number one picks, and it's pretty it's pretty easy to hit on a number one pick. So I don't think them getting riffed of draft capital is that bad. And if this works out, like genuinely, I know not everyone agrees, but I think this makes them title contenders. Like they got significantly better. It's not like they just got a little better. They are other like the potential with this group is so high. And, yeah, yeah. I, I love it.
1: I think the only thing, obviously, they they lost a lot of draft capital, um, like a ton, but uh, they, as far as their team currently constructed, they only lost the uh, play-in MVP, uh, Patrick Beverly. Um, so it could be worse. Uh, they still have D'Angelo, and but everybody talks about Cat, and they don't realize that. Anthony Edwards is going to have a Ja Morant type season next season. So um, they they're they're going to be really good. I, I think they're going to be a top top four seed in the West. Um, mm-hmm. Man, having Goldberry on that defense just gives them so much fluidity as far as what Cat can do, as far as them getting the ball back. As far their pick and roll will be will be nasty. And seeing Cat and Rudy on offense, like, some people have their doubts. It's going to be really good. Uh, yeah. It's it's going to be really good. So.
2: And, like, Jaden McDaniels, uh, like, guard, yeah. like defending with Rudy, like, right. they're going to be a candidate for a top three defense in the league.
1: Yeah. They're going to be really good. It's
2: insane.
0: Yeah. I, I think I, you guys are kind of underestimating them. I, I think they're going to be better, Yeah. Man. I think it's, like, top two defense oh, minimum. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think – oh, I don't know, man. I think they're even – gonna be top two contenders in the western conference like these guys they mm-hmm. have gone so much better and just like Riker said Ant is on a trajectory of just becoming nuts insane right yeah. I think we were able to see last playoffs what he's capable of and he's a, as he continues to grow and develop But now like acquiring Rudy Gobert is gonna give them like the hope of like hey like we are actually contending now like all these things like they're going to be able to save a lot of effort (laughs) defensively because Rudy Gobert is just going to make them that much better. Uh, And Ant is going to be so much more free to be able to do things. So,
2: well, yeah. And, and also like you hear a lot of people talking about, Oh, I wonder if like the twin towers will work. Like having two guys that are centers, will that work? Like, well, you look at at the jazz when they used to have to start Derek favors and Rudy Gobert and Derek favors can't shoot outside of like 10 feet. And that worked. (laughs) <laughs> and the yeah. the reason it worked is because they would start, and then Quinn Snyder would alternate their minutes, right? Like Rudy Gobert would play pr- usually the full first quarter, and then Derek Favors would come in and play most of the second, and then they would alternate, and then they would close the game together. I feel like you can do a very similar thing with the Timberwolves. Like you can start, like obviously you're starting five is Ant, D'Angelo, Jane McDaniel's, Cat Gobert, and then there's some mixture in there, like. You can, uh, after maybe like halfway through the first, you can take Gobert and D'Angelo Russell out and then put in like Kyle Guy and whoever else. And then there's like, uh, also you know Kyle what I Anderson. mean? It, yeah, and Kyle Anderson. Like Kyle Anderson. There is a um, potential here where 48 minutes of every single game, every minute of every game, Minnesota will have, could have two of their four best players on the court.
1: They'll have all-stars on the court almost at all times.
2: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And
0: defense, like top defensive players in the league, exactly at all times yeah. on the court,
2: mm-hmm. even on the
0: bench. Um, that's crazy. Kyle Anderson, such an underrated pickup, because uh, yep. that that yeah. was before Rudy Gobert got sent over. And Kyle Anderson's one of the best defensive players on Memphis. So that's and he's good on offense. offense.
2: I will say, I think the number one thing that Chris Finch has to figure out if this team wants to like make a Western Conference run and a title run is they got to figure out if Cat can, like, defend the, like, the small forwards and power forwards. Yes. Yes. That is a major, If like, if teams go small and Cat, like, we are, we as Jazz fans, like, I know the, the greater NBA fan base doesn't know this, but we know that Rudy can hold his own against any offensive player. Like, he, even, like, Steph Curry will probably cook him, like, he can at least stay with his guy, yeah. and he can well, guard him a printer, like, right? He's the best
1: point guard ever.
2: So. Exactly, exactly. You
1: have but to double-step double no matter.
2: Exactly, but the question is, is Katz such a liability defensively that sticking him in the corner on some guy that <clears throat> is not a good shooter, like, are they going to switch him? Like, that's the thing that Chris Finch has to figure out, and if they can figure that out, they have genuine title contention, like, on their hands.
0: We'll see – we'll also see how, like, McDaniels and Ant grows up as well. Yeah. Pretty raw. Uh, but, I mean, I think we saw something great out of, like, Ant defensively. Uh, just being able yeah. to, like, in a lot of situations lock job. Um, and, uh, and just to see, like, even the potential where, like, Memphis could have lost last year as that – as it was constructed there. And they had a bunch of, like, really young guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they have – I believe it's – they also have Precious. Mature, right? Uh, they just re-signed him as well. Like every player that's coming back that has stayed is amazing. Uh, they're just losing a little bit of that tenacity coming off the bench from the from the guards, right? You're gonna have really mm-hmm. good guards starting, but how is that gonna look like uh, coming off the bench? I think is my biggest question for Minnesota. Oh
1: man, they still yeah the, yeah they still got a few though. They still got D'Angelo. Um, they had a sneaky
2: pick up I'm trying to think of who that was it was a uh, Oh my gosh I need to look it up go ahead no. Riker, sorry
1: But well, Josh Okogie is another one that he hasn't been playing very well recently but he has shown that he can hold his own on an NBA team so hopefully they can get better minutes from him unless they got rid of him I don't think I think, they got rid of him. I think
0: he got right. traded to or I think did they get rid some, of him. Uh, the Phoenix Suns picked him up
1: Oh did he sign with the Suns Wait let me see yep. make sure here think so yep sends out josh okogi okay. so he just went to the this okay yeah all right yep so never mind that's one that's off the table
0: uh but i mean they're, <clears throat> they had to clear up all the cap space in the world to be able to get rudy gobert because i mean they're yeah they're spending just on yeah. two players alone it's going to be like 50 million right
2: uh, just yeah just- i think like i don't think it's as bad of a situation as i mean if rudy gobert like major deteriorates and he's not as good like at 32 or 33 then that's bad but like yeah. if that blows up like they have so many assets that I think they can do a similar thing that the Jazz just did where it seemed like they had no assets and they trade away one guy and they got a package right like I don't think the future if this like doesn't turn out to be a title contention team is as bad as people make it out to be
1: yeah I agree
0: yeah I I like them. And, honestly, it kind of looks like the Jazz are going into a, a pseudo-rebuild this year. Uh, probably going for like a maybe like an eighth, ninth seed spot. We, you know, we don't know. Um, but I think they're going to be a playing team this year for sure. Um, for the fact that Rudy Gobert is going to Minnesota, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I might be a pretty big Minnesota fan uh, this year. Yeah. I'll be cheering them on. Uh, I just don't really hate a lot of players on that team. So, obviously, there's always been like the rivalry between Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Uh, but now you don't have to choose.
1: Yeah. Now, Carl now <laughs> Anthony Towns is no longer a center, apparently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. Now he's
0: the, he's the best center on the team now. <laughs> and sorry, it was, it was Torian Prince. Not Torian Prince right? and is, 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 is who is in, they, uh, they re signed. So,. Uh, but, yeah, really excited for Minnesota. A um, couple other things have happened around the league as well, uh, what everybody didn't expect to happen. Zach Levine has re-signed with the Chicago Bulls. Today they also picked up Goran Dragic, and they also got Andre Drummond to bolster a little bit uh, of the defense and rebounding, uh, and then Dragic just as a you know nice backup when Lonzo's injured because we know he's going to so yes yep. <laughs>
1: one of rest the things in in... <laughs> real quick rest in peace tony bradley anyway. yeah
2: um one of the one of the interesting things this uh off is normally i feel like you hear a lot of more rumors about free agents going to new places and i feel like a lot of free agents stayed where they normally like where they already were and i think that was because like the only team that Quote unquote," had cap space was New York and they spent it all on Jalen Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> and the teams that did have cap space are like OKC and the Pistons and it's like what incentive do they have to go out and get guys? And so it was, it was just like an observation I saw that was like really interesting that like Zach Levine might have wanted to go somewhere else but it's like who who else out there has the space and wants to sign him? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, And I think ha- maybe if Detroit and OKC were in a better position as far as, like, wanting to kind of contend a little bit more because mm-hmm. we're seeing that they're growing. They have really good pieces so far. But I think in a situation for a free agency to be able to pay that much money and you're not even sure if you're going to be moving forward, free agency might not work. And then a sign and trade, you're going to have to... is not going to give up Shea.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know? No. And also, why um, would Zach Levine want to be on a team that isn't, like... He wants his he wants the All-Star games. He wants to be on a playoff team. Like he doesn't want to go in on a team that isn't ready to win now. It's just one of those weird off-seasons where there's not really that spot other than the team that he's already on.
0: Exactly.
1: This uh, whole off-season, I mean, there's been some decent free agency stuff, but it's it, it's already chilled. this is a trade off season. Like
2: Yeah, for that's sure. The, that's where the
1: biggest moves are going to be made is in trades. Yeah. So, I mean, Obviously, Zach is staying with the Bulls, but then there's like a lot of players that have picked up options, like player options with their teams. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to stay with that team for this season.
0: Yeah, we did see uh, big, big news of big fan uh, Lou Dort getting getting paid. Uh, big I mean, big this, boy contract. This guy was getting. what Was he getting paid? Like.
2: It was like two million a year. It yeah, was like a rookie crazy. contract. It was nothing, um, or maybe a million. It was so yeah, it was, low. It was a small extension really
0: that they gave him for two mil, and then he popped off that year, and now he's what at eighty seven million.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Eighty seven, four years, I think.
0: Yes, which is so. so smart. I still think is great no, value no, no, no. for Lou
1: Dorn.
2: Yeah, that is, that is so, so good. good, such good value.
0: Um, so that's really exciting. Uh, Beal stay decides to stay with uh, Washington. Uh, but yeah. he gets the super mega ultra max contract. The ridiculous
2: max. Yeah, that is a lot That's of money for much. Bradley Beale. I have yeah. thoughts about this,
0: but... Uh, I do, too. I do, it's, too. I mean, it's who, hard. who else Who else is he going to get, though? That's like, the thing. Like, honest. the
2: Wizards have to, kind of. But, like, I don't think Bradley Beale's a number one option on a championship team. No. And that is a lot of money. Like, you have to build... If you're paying someone that much money... That's a number one option, money, and you don't have money to go get someone else, and you have to build around Badly Beal, and it's like maybe he's maybe what, they didn't 13? know that know. would have
0: been available though, because I could see a trade yeah. happening uh, where Kevin Durant I, did, gets over.
2: Do the Wizards. Do the, do, does the Brooklyn want? He
1: can't it? trade yet. He hey, can't and, and he's yet, from though. DC, yeah, you know, going back I, home, so he's staying. Well, yeah, so. Here's the deal, Bradley Beal. In my, in, there's there's loyalty because you've been on that team for so long, and your your only dream is to, to win a championship. And then there's loyalty
2: oh. because you know
1: money. you'll get your money. Yep, easy money. And I don't see I don't see Bradley Beal as this guy that's just like dying to get a title. I just don't see it. I think the reason why he signed the Super is because he knows it's the only place he's going to get that type of money.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think like that kind of showed last year. Well, I mean, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, he wanted, he got traded. Like, there was rumors of him going to the Lakers, but I think he knew, like, if he went to the Lakers, that they couldn't, like, they wouldn't offer him that max contract no, because absolutely LeBron not. and AD are there and Westbrook, mm-hmm. like, they don't have the money. Like, he wanted to stay in Washington because he knew that if he stayed, they were almost not forced, but, like, put in a position where they probably had to offer him the max. Yeah, I
0: agree. To keep him relevant. But I mean, he's I great. Just, I love I Bradley
2: Beal, but he's overpaid. Oh yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You're I mean, it's fine. It's like,
0: and and a lot of people could have said the same thing with like Rudy Gobert when we paid him two hundred and five million. But like Rudy Gobert's the reason why we're even in the playoffs to get there. Yeah. Well, like I don't feel like, he's he's like be, I don't feel like Beal gives Perhaps. you that as a yeah. As a Bradley receiver.
2: Bill's not nearly as impactful as Rudy Gobert, especially now. No Atlanta
0: got way better uh, with Dejounte Murray, and now, they did. Now they're gonna be like replacing that spot where now. The Wizards are also going to have to beat Atlanta out for that spot.
2: One it's thing crazy. I'm really curious about with Atlanta is why are they so adamant about getting rid of John Collins? I feel like John Collins I, on that I, roster with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young and Clint Capella is a, is, that's a great fit. Well, I think like, it's be, who are I you think getting that's better than he's John like Collins? The
0: most, he's the most valuable thing that is the most expendable to the Atlanta Hawks. That, that's well, the only that's reason I think. Though. But now you don't have to because
2: I don't feel that he's. You were
0: able to get. You were able to get. Well, I I mean, in comparison, who are you? Are you gonna get rid of Trey Young? You know what I mean? No. Well, I don't think you need to. Why
2: do you need to get rid of him? Yeah, the way I see it is when we talked about Rudy Gobert last week, it was like if you're trying to win now and trade Rudy Gobert, you have to get something in return that's as impactful as Rudy Gobert, and I don't think you do. I think it's the same thing as John Collins. Like clearly, they want to stay competitive because they went and traded a bunch of draft picks for. Dejounte Murray. So, if you want to trade John Collins, you have to get something back that's as impactful or more impactful than John Collins. And I don't think you're getting that back in a John Collins trade.
1: John Collins is just that good. I, I, he's yeah. been injured a lot, give him that. But the dude, like, he fits in any system. Like, he's so yes. good.
0: And you you don't see that traditional like power forward kind of player no. anymore mm-hmm. in the league. They're almost and like he's a, and he's team.
1: super athletic too. He yeah. can guard anybody. Well,
0: we almost had him back in Utah.
2: Almost, almost.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, so that's crazy. Um, I think one of the things that (laughs) was super crazy, how New Orleans turned this whole Zion Williamson situation around. Because there was all the talk that Zion was going to be leaving. And then the second they get CJ McCollum, it's like the world turns upside down. And now the Pelicans are one of the most favorable teams to be on in the future. I will
2: say, I never believed that zion would leave the rookie extension because no no player is ever because you are leaving an insane amount of money on the table and with his injury history that is an like extremely risky move yeah but and i think new it's York just York safer
0: paid him too not, I think,
2: you, well, here this no, league rules can't. you can't pay him he as can't. much so, they just can't
1: this is my deal with zion too is everybody talks about him leaving and the only reason they talk about him leaving is because he's in a market like new it's the only reason why Every time in any interview, there's I can't remember where I saw this, Someone I prove every time they ask about like, I love it. Can't, I can't, he's like, I can't sign the contract soon enough, is what he says. So guaranteed he was never going to leave this offseason. Now, next offseason, depending on how the Pelicans do, we'll see yeah. how that changes. But yeah. this I, offseason, he was never leaving.
2: I will say, like, I'm really interested to see how Zion fits into this Pelicans team, because, like, at the end of last year, they were really cooking, right? They beat the Clippers. Yeah. They t- beat the Suns twice, which at the time they were the hottest team in the league. And I think that's because they had pretty like decent spacing and CJ McCollum turned out to be a nice pickup. However, I think Zion really ruins your spacing and defense.
1: <laughs>
2: but he does, like, he's a massive presence in the paint, but, like, does that get too crowded? Like, I it's i don't, I don't know. know i don't know it's gonna be a really big coaching challenge for
0: jackson sure. hayes i feel like is a really good side piece uh as far as like having someone who's really big but can stretch he's a really good defender and he's got some passion too you know what i mean like yeah. you can stretch that a little bit more so like jackson doesn't have to be in the paint and he can develop the problem is, is is
2: jackson hayes ready to have a, like a significant role like i don't think he's a, he's starting
1: i mean he can definitely play more minutes Well, yeah I, I have no problem giving him more minutes yeah, because I mean, you got uh, you got two centers
0: in Jackson Hayes and um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Nurkic. Stephen Adams. Jonas
2: Valanciunas. Valanciunas. Oh, Sorry. Valanciunas.
0: That's what I meant. Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, these two can stretch. They don't have to play in the paint, so you can let
2: him reside
0: in there. They can space out. And as far as perimeter defense, you got Herb Jones. Like you that's have amazing. you have a good but scheme, the- and I don't think that the whole. Clogging the paint is going to be too much of an
2: issue. I think it's more of an issue on the defensive end because I don't think people r- realize or remember how awful Zion was defensively. He was bad. Like every game he, <laughs> he played, got he got hunted. That's it. <laughs> and and <laughs> so, I love y- I love Valachunas as much as the next guy, but he's no, you know, he's not the greatest friend protector. Like he's he's fine. He's he's good for a playing team. He's but... he's, an,
1: he's like an upgraded. Enes Kanter.
2: Yeah, it's he's better than Enes Cantor because he's better offensively. Yeah, that's but like, really I nice. Mean,
0: that's really nice to Enes, by the way.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, for it's real.
0: Very
1: kind of like, Enos. He's an upgraded Enes Kanter. Like the way he plays his game, he just does it better than Enes Kanter.
2: It's the I, same game
1: though.
2: I just have a lot of doubts with the Pelicans. I think like yeah. their variance of success this next season could be really high and also really low. Like yeah. I could see them potentially like they could be the fifth seed. I think they could genuinely be a bona fide playoff team or they could be a in team or they could just miss the playoffs.
1: So, here's another problem I have with the Pelicans. And it, it is how they've dealt with the Zion situation. And it's it's not just the Pelicans. It's a lot of people like his brands and stuff. They're treating Zion like he's the player he's supposed to be in the future now. He's not... He hasn't proven himself yet. He's had he's great games. like 80 when, games. When, yeah. <laughs> When he Like, in his healthy games, he's had games where he's been the one and he's taken over. But then he's also had games where he was, like, 10 points and five rebounds. Like, Zion is being treated like he's already a superstar, and he's not even close to that. He's already got a shoe deal. Like, it's With it's outrageous are. to me how they're already treating – yes, he he's a talent, and everybody knew that. From the gig, but he hasn't done anything in the NBA yet. He's literally done nothing. So, like, I, if, if I'm the Pelicans – I'm already looking at how this team can play good without him because there is a high probability that he just gets injured again and doesn't play again. And if he does get injured, he's probably going to be like, I'm going to milk this thing so I can get out of New Orleans next season.
2: So, hard thing with Zion, though, is like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think they can make a system in mind without Zion because Zion's not the type of like, he's not a plug and play type player. He's the type of player where you have to like build schemes. And certain rotations based around, like, his skill set.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. And that's why I, I don't like how the Pelicans have this whole day. Yeah,
2: and that's fair.
0: Now, on other news, there are some teams that I've not acquired uh, much, and they've just gotten worse. Uh, I think examples are the reigning champs, uh, Golden State Warriors, who've lost out on Gary Payton II going to Portland, which is huge for Portland. And uh, they also lost out on Juan Toscano-Anderson, so obviously maybe not huge pieces, and they can still you know fit here and there. But uh, I would also even put Memphis in that conversation. uh, Yeah. Where they got. I mean, they lost Kyle Anderson too. And Kyle Anderson, uh, big parts of their big parts of their squad. Like, what are you going to be replacing those with? Is my question for those teams.
2: I will say that Warriors. Like, they got Dante DiVincenzo, and I think that's a nice pickup. I mean, it's he's not like he's not a game-changer, but I think he's a nice, you know, piece on the bench.
1: He's another piece that can help you be on the bench in a championship team.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's not in Sacramento anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, wait, yeah. I forgot. They got that huge pickup, Kevin Herter. Wow. Kevin
2: Herter, baby. Game
0: changer. Woo! Sacramento Kings. Big time. It's a bonus. <laughs>
1: Herter.
2: Oh man.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, I think uh, as far as the Warriors have done um it's really just the fact that they have Klay Thompson back. Like this is going to be their first full season with Klay Thompson again. Like they'll go they'll probably find some free agent out there that'll be able to fill some role. I know they lost Belicia too. He signed with uh, his, oh, yeah his his home home team or whatever like In Turkey. His, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Turkey. So They lost him. I'm sure they'll pick up some free agents, but the fact that they have Clay Thompson back both this season if they stay healthy, I think they're just right back to contending. I agree. Now, last item
0: on the agenda. Our sweet, dear Jazz. What are they going to do? We have <sighs> all of these draft picks. Great, but you've lost out on Royce O'Neal. Daniel House, Jr., which in my opinion, you keep one of them. Get rid of the other. And now we've lost both. You don't you no longer have the heart of the defense, so we have zero defense on this team now. <laughs> and we still have Mike Conley. What are you doing?
2: So here's my question. Um I, for those who don't know, there was a big uh, Twitter Spaces with the beat writers of the jazz. It was massive. It got like three thousand listeners at like its highest. There were like multiple like national reporters that were listening. Like it wasn't. It got bigger than just like jazz Twitter. It was it was massive. And in it, uh, I think it was either Tony Jones or Sarah Todd. It was one of those two that made a point that it was the Jazz still don't have a draft pick in 2024. They have three draft picks in 2023 next year. So, and then Donovan, what, his contract is up in 2024, I think, because he has a player option. Anyways, they made the point that is it worth it to try and compete this year? And then, you know, you have those draft picks and then stop competing because you don't have draft picks. Like, it's just a weird spot. Like, I I get the appeal of wanting to build around Mitchell, but the way I see it is, like, you have all these assets – that it might just be worth it just to just to go full tank i i just i don't really see the value in trying to rebuild this and then just being a play-in team or like a low so, playoff team
1: so are you suggesting that the jazz try to get more assets out of donovan mitchell
2: this exactly off
1: season? so oh that's hard because what can offer a package good enough that you receive well, all that value back i and i i i yes. Totally down with including future value. Like I get that, but yeah. how do you get that? Especially if Danny, if anyone else can do it, it's Danny Ainge. I don't I don't doubt Danny Ainge's ability to get a good package. Timberwolves gave up like half their future for Rudy Gobert. So like I get it, but what does it for the Jazz? Like I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. I have no clue.
2: What What I will say is I think the Jazz have the luxury of that it doesn't have to be this off season. Maybe some team during the season wants to do a mid-season trade, and they're like, oh, crap, we need another guy. Let's go get Donovan Mitchell, and they ha- they're desperate for him. Or just wait till next offseason. I don't think the luxury, the luxury of Donovan's deal is that we don't – like the Jazz doesn't have to make a decision this offseason. It's
0: true. Yeah. And I think I... In, in a situation, like how are we going to be able to get a second player that's going to be just as effective to be a second star? because I don't think Kevin yeah. Durant is the issue or is is the solution because the Jazz tended really try to include players on the team that fit culture and I don't I just don't feel like Kevin Durant fits that right well and that's you funny, you, you never know what's going to happen in the future right mm-hmm. is he going to ask for a trade literally the next yeah. year like yeah. and you're and you're giving up all this future when the Jazz as a small market team lives and breathes on development so, yeah, and I gave it. Right? I
1: gave it a good thought and considered yeah. this idea of the Jazz potentially wanting Kevin Durant. I don't doubt maybe they try to throw their feelers out there, see see what if there's any like potential. But I guarantee there's no way we get Kevin Durant without giving up all of those first round picks that we just got. So with exactly. that, it's like there's no chance. Like it's off the table, and that's even saying if Kevin Durant would be willing to play, be willing to play in Utah.
2: Um, for me, I think almost even more not impactful, but just as important question is, what do you do with Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Rudy Gay? What do you do with, like, clearly this team is not headed towards having veterans who have been in the league 10 plus years. Not anymore. Like, we don't want 30-year-olds. Like, yes, that made sense for the Jazz when we had Rudy Gobert and We were trying to contend for a championship, but now when we have all this draft capital, they just don't make sense for this team. And from the sounds of it, it sounds like Mike Conley and Rudy Gay are really difficult contracts to move. There's just not a lot of interest around the league. I think We overpaid Rudy Gay. For, oh, absolutely. It's, I think mostly the problem is you gave him a three-year deal. Yeah. Like, if it's a two-year deal, it's like whatever. You could give him some team, and the expiring contract is... Expiring contracts are valuable in this league, even if they're not yeah. valuable players. They're valuable and to a, have.
1: Even a, a buyout could be a thing to happen if yeah. it was a two-year, but...
2: But what do you do with Mike Conley? Because if, if you're not able to trade him, if you can't get rid of him, they already had issues with having him come off the bench. Like, I don't know. It's it's Mike Conley, I think, is one of the biggest question marks for this Jazz offseason because I feel like that is a really difficult contract to have right now.
0: Yep. And uh, one of the suitors that was looking to get Conley ended up re-signing rookie Rubio.
2: Yeah. Um, well and the other one, the Clippers, they just they went and got, John, got Wall. John
0: Wall. I think the only one that's really left that might be beneficial is the Wizards. And I just don't see I feel like we would be losing out on the deal.
2: And the problem with them is they drafted a point guard, I think. Like yeah. a lot like do you really so, want to go get Mike Conley?
1: The only one I can see right now is the Pacers. Um, but that doesn't even guarantee that Mike Conley's their starter. So and that's the problem with Mike Conley's contract is he's being paid starter money. So yeah. and that's gonna be the problem with the jazz, is if we get another option to start or move Donovan to the one, um, we're paying Mike Conley a ton of money to come off the bench. Yep. It's it's not good. Well
0: and, or and it's not Mike like Conley could just play amazing next year.
2: That's that's but, another I mean, thing. Maybe you let him so play. Uh, do you let him play and like raise his value like that could be an option because you have him for two years maybe maybe it's another thing where like a team could get desperate and they like realize they need a point guard maybe they trade for him before the trade deadline but it's it's still like you're just in a rough place
0: yeah maybe we can get russell westbrook i bet he would love to come here can you, imagine the jazz? Dollars.
2: can you imagine the jazz with russell westbrook and patrick beverly
0: <laughs> the, the all-time hated list we also sign uh enos Cantor to a, a deal just go full just, toxic get the hall and then we trade for ben simmons it'll be great oh my gosh <laughs> um honestly like i feel like the only thing that's actually realistic uh would be a ben simmons trade i disagree jazz. like as far as moving let's say bad. that no. and I, I think nobody wants that and the jazz don't want that but logistically it can make a lot of sense um
1: ben simmons know. deactivated his ig account today just saying
2: i yeah i did see that i feel like though if you're the jazz and if you're denny Ainge, you would rather deal yeah. with the consequences of having to pay mike conley and rudy gay than having to deal with the consequences of paying Ben Simmons' max contract for like three more years or four of, more years, however much of is left.
0: Talking to Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Of like, interacting with Ben. Simmons.
2: <laughs> and then he, he's clearly like a tough person to deal with as a from a front office sta- standpoint. Like, is that is the headache? Like, I just don't see the upsides of trading for him.
0: Just the potential of getting a good player, but at what point is he even going to be playing good yeah. basketball? This is a big question. I just don't think there's anyone in the market right now. The only thing that would make sense is Damian Lillard, and I just don't think he's ever going to leave Portland.
1: Not now. No, no, but he
0: fits. He fits the culture. He fits the necessity, and he would be paired up super well with Donovan. I don't think that solves the d- the defense problems, but man, that would just be the best acquisition that we could receive. I just don't think there's anything else out there that would be just as good. And honestly, at this point, like I'm in favor of a full just reset uh, and just start building and hope you can land again. I just don't know how committed Donovan Mitchell is to staying in Utah.
1: I think there's a whole lot of quiet uh, within the Jazz organization on all fronts. Um, Even like that whole, just the whole fact that three beat writers that were able to get together and kind of talk about this last season and air out everything that kind of happened just goes to show that they don't have a lot going on right now Um, and I think there's a reason why that's the case I don't think they want Donovan to say anything I don't think they want to say anything about Donovan that's just because they want to leave any opportunity open I don't think they're willing to say no to anything at this point because if they can get a good offer I'm sure they'll take it Um, yep we just have to hope that Danny Ainge knows what he's doing, he's done good in the past, uh, after that Twitter Spaces came out, I'm more of a believer in Danny Ainge now than I was before, so I uh, I just hope the rest of this offseason goes well and a play-in team would be great, I'd be happy with that, um, but I'm even with I know that they're going to make more moves so I cast doubt onto that
2: for now, but we'll see how it goes Hey, let's just tank and get Victor Webanyama. I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's the, he's the answer. <laughs> he's the answer.
1: He's the answer, dude.
0: Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. A uh, ton of more potential things going down. Kevin Durant eventually being moved over, but I'm sure you'll be able to hear about that on ESPN since uh, we talk about what actually matters. So thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.